it's Delist of the Podcast again. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. So, Allison, it finally happened. What? Um, Aunt Becky and Massimo. I know you call him Target's Massimo. Target's I call him, <laughs> I call him Nordstrom's Massimo because I knew him when he was fancy. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you knew him when he was expensive. I knew him when he was like on the sale rack at Target. But probably way, making way more money at Target. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. But anyways, those two finally pulled their heads out of their asses and they got a clue and they took a plea deal in the college admissions scandal. So our national nightmare is almost over. Just about. I, it'll be over when Aunt Becky walks out of prison. No, because then our nightmare begins because, you know, she's going to like release a book and do a mini series and a lifetime movie and our nightmares continues. Yeah. So there were they were, of course, the two biggest names in that scandal. Felicity Huffman was also involved, but she smartly took a plea deal early on, Mm -hmm. served her 11 days in prison and is done. So along with a bunch of other rich parents, Lori Laughlin and Massimo were arrested last year for bribing their kids way into a university. So Lori and Massimo paid college admissions scandal mastermind. I love that that's what everyone's calling him now. Rick Singer. They they paid him $500,000 to get their daughters, Olivia Jade and the other one. uh, Oh, Isabella Isabella. Rose. Oh, God, it's sad that I know this. Um, Into USC through the rowing team, even though those girls didn't know a rowing paddle or whatever you call them from their asses. They really did not. Yeah, they didn't know their oar from their... um... What did you call me? (laughs) You oar? They didn't know their oar from their... Poop deck or something. Yeah. That's a boat term. So Lori and Massimo refused to take a plea deal. At first, and we heard over and over again that they were confident they were going to be found not guilty. They admitted to paying the $500,000, but claimed they thought the money was a charity donation. You know, they thought they were doing that that rich people thing of giving a donation to a university so their kid can get in. Yeah, buying a library. I don't know what kind of library you can buy for $500,000. A Barbie one? Or like buying uh, the photocopier in the library. Yeah, maybe that. So um, that's what they claimed they were doing. They also accused the FBI of telling Rick Singer to lie to incriminate them more. And it seemed like they had a chance with that. Like they maybe were going to get off of that. It, but the case was not dismissed. Um, They also pulled a stupid move by accusing the prosecution of withholding evidence from them. And so the prosecution released a bunch of evidence, but released it publicly to shame their asses. So note to all the white collar criminals out there, don't tell the prosecution to release evidence. Yeah, don't beg to be made looking like it even more of an idiot. Even more guilty. So they released the prosecutors released a fake rowing resume that Olivia Jade wrote, and we know she wrote it because it has more spelling mistakes than one of my posts on Delisted, and that's <laughs> saying a lot. Um, they also released the pictures of Lori's daughters on a rowing machine. Mm-hmm. Those pictures were sent by Massimo to Rick Singer. And because they didn't take a plea deal, they were also hit with money laundering charges. So they were each facing over 40 years in prison. Yeah, I mean, that never would have happened, but I do enjoy that that's what they were facing. No, but they probably would have been hit with years. 
if they oh. did not take this plea deal. It wouldn't have been 40, but yeah, it would have been something. So they finally realized they were screwed and took a deal. So it was apparently the same deal they were offered months ago. So if they took it then, then they probably would have been done with all this shit by now. But um, Lori pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire and mail fraud. And Massimo pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire and mail fraud and honest services wire and mail fraud. So there's a lot of wire and mail fraud going on here. Yeah, and when I think of whenever they say wire and mail fraud, this is neither here nor there. But it makes me think about Massimo and Lori walking into like a money mart and being like, I want to send this money on like a Western Union thing. I know that's not what it is, but that's just always what it reminds me of. Yeah, I think Lori would probably rather cut off her leg than walk into a Western Union. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I don't think that's going to happen. But as part of the deal, Lori has agreed to serve two months in prison, pay a $150,000 fine, do 100 hours of community service, and be on probation for two years. So Massimo, he got caught doing more shady shit than Lori, so he agreed to serve five months in prison, pay a $250,000 fine, do 250 hours of community service, and he'll also be on probation for two years. So Lori and Massimo also want to serve their sentences at different times so one of them can be with their daughters while the other one's in the clink. Now, they pleaded guilty last week via a Zoom call with the judge, and I actually tried to get on that Zoom call because anybody could. (laughs) You had to fill out this form, but I was like, this is too much information. Like, if you're asking me for more than my email address and you're not a porn free porn site, I can't be bothered. Mm-mm. Like, they asked for why. The, I, yeah. So, yeah, I skipped that. So, the judge will now decide whether to accept or reject the deal. Please accept it so our national nightmare can be over or almost over. Their, their sentencing hearing has been scheduled for August 21st. So... Of course, many are saying that uh, Aunt Becky and Massimo are only taking the plea deal now because they're going to try to use coronavirus to get out of serving time in an actual prison and ask for house arrest. Like many criminals are doing that. And like the the Hot Pocket heiress, the one she... um, she also schemed to get her kids into USC. She took a plea deal. She got five months. She was supposed to turn herself in either last month or early this month. and But she tried to use coronavirus to get house arrest instead. So a judge denied that, but said she can begin serving her sentence on June 30th. And if coronavirus is still a problem in prisons, then it'll get pushed even more. But she eventually has to serve her sentence in prison. Oh, my God. Also, it's like, hello, we're all basically on house arrest right now. That doesn't work. Like, to be like, I will serve my sentence at home. I'll stay at home with my pool and my bed and someone will bring me food. It's like, yeah. Yeah, we're all on house arrest. Yeah, none of us can leave our house. But Lori's going to play that card. Oh, for sure she's going to. She's going to. And I really hope a judge rejects it. Well, we're all like, you smell that? It's a smell of justice. And she's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't smell anything. And I have a dry cough. And I have a fever. I can't taste anything. <laughs> Give me house arrest. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I, do, I really, I mean, we all definitely have, like, a boner for justice. We want to see it happen. And I'm really hoping that she doesn't. You know what I hope it is? I hope that the judge looks at all the evidence, goes through that giant stack of evidence, and is like, no, you're, you guys were fools and you got greedy. You have to serve time. You have to serve some kind of time. Well, I think they're going to serve 
time. But do you think you think they should serve more? Then I, what is she, two months, five months? Yeah, that was like a butterfly landing on her wrist. That wasn't even a slap. I think that like for the money that she spent and the amount of scheming. And here's the thing. Here's why I think that she can. I'm going to get all Nancy Grace on you right now. Okay. What, are you um, going to yell at me and call me fucking stupid? Wait, does she? No, th- that's <laughs> only if I'm a white, a white woman accused of murder. Yeah. And I don't know what your hair looks like right now it could be brown and shoulder length and straight that's always no it's not it's curly yeah it's curly (laughs) yeah you're safe you're safe but basically what i'm trying to say is um wait where the (laughs) where the fuck was i going you're gonna channel your inner nancy grace I, I know I so can't just start yelling just start yelling incoherently and there you go <laughs> I think you know what I think it's just the fact that like um they spent so much money and I know where I was going with this they spent so much money and they did all this work right and they were super like allegedly really kind of assholes about it like when you like read the story about Massimo like getting like all tough guy with their you know his daughter's high school you know guidance counselors and stuff like he was kind of thuggy about it and I just feel like with the amount of like money that they put into it and how lazy their like fakery was like those pictures to me it's like that's the effort that you could put in like you couldn't even go and like shoot those photos on an actual rowing what is it called a scuttle or a I have no idea I mean you could tell me yeah that makes sense to me. What are, just just call it whatever and I'll agree with you. The rowing boat. You couldn't yes, go find a rowing boat that. anywhere in Los Angeles. So that's why it makes me mad. It's like they put in such zero effort and just wrote a check. And I think that's why they deserve to get more time based on laziness. Well, yeah, I think they should serve time. But I've said it before on this podcast mm-hmm. is that they should hit them where it really hurts, which is their wallet. Like they should make them set up scholarships for people mm-hmm. who can actually get into a university and can't afford it. I mean, sure. Yeah. Like sending Aunt Becky to, you know, spend the night, spend one night on a bed that doesn't cost $50,000 and isn't covered with one million thread count sheets is a punishment to her. But I still think like they should have. The real punishment is making Aunt Becky stay on Fuller House until it's in its, like, 40th season. Even though the storylines are real tired and she doesn't want to do it anymore, that that's punishment. To share the screen with Kimmy Gibbler is punishment? No, 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 no. no I know, I know. I take it back. I take it back. That's a, that's a gift. That's a gift that any thespian would love to that's have. That's a gift from the gods. Mm-hmm. She should never be able to work with Kimmy Gibbler again. But... So you you said earlier you don't think Anne Becky's career is done. Like, she'll go on to do other things. They'll hire... You think she'll be hireable again? I think she'll be hireable because she's not, like... She's not hateful. Like, there's nothing totally... She's... She, don't get me wrong. This makes me sound like I'm defending Aunt Becky. But she's not, like, a hateful person where it's, like... Oh my God, she's the worst. She's the worst. But what I'm trying to say is... There's a lot of, like, middle-aged moms that love her, like, Hallmark show... I, what's it called? One Calls the Heart or something? I only know One Calls the Heart on. I don't know this One Calls the Heart. But. It's a three-part series on Pornhub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to say is I think that there's some people who I think will just like, they'll get over it. Massimo, I don't know. People might not be, well, wasn't Massimo removed from Target? Yeah, I don't think he's a Target anymore. I don't know. I... So he's, he's going to be selling sweatshirts out of the back of his car down at the pier if he's not already he's not he's definitely not 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think she maybe will do like the mass singer, but I don't know if it'll ever be. Not that she had some illustrious the mass career. Mass singer. <laughs> but I think like, but I don't know because it's like you know her kind is a dime a dozen, a dime a dozen. You know. Well, who who would you put in the same gr- actors grouping as Ampex? Holly Marie Combs. Give her oh, the role instead of Lori Loughlin. That is an unfair comparison. She was on Charmed. That's good. Is it? She, she's got range. She can play a witch. She can play not a witch. That's range. <laughs> but you know whose career really got screwed in all of this? Olivia Jade's. Poor Olivia Jade. Like, I know. <laughs> Olivia Jade, she's obviously too dumb to get into USC on her own. That's Me my, too. That's my uh, porn. Too dumb. To get into yeah, USC. Yeah, too dumb to get into <laughs> USC. But she didn't even want to go to USC. Like, she, her life was pretty much set. Like, if they didn't let her, force her to go to USC, you know, she she was an influencer. So she'd uh-huh. still be an influencer. And, you know, it would lead to her, like, getting a guest correspondent job on Extra. Because that's usually where influencers end up. Mm-hmm. You know, and then she'd marry some reject from The Bachelor. And they'd have a bunch of dumb and pretty kids. And they'd all live together, you know, a dumb, pretty, rich life. And Aunt mm-hmm. Becky messed it up for her. I know. What is she going to do now? God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So moving on from people who are guilty of faking a rowing scholarship to a person who has paddled themselves up shit creek. Yes, I'm very proud of that one. Even though it makes me think of Eugene Levy and the story has nothing to do with the shit's creek. This is about Lana Del Rey. So um, last week, Lana Del Rey went on Instagram and she had typed up a notes app. I feel like you know a celebrity is serious when they go into the notes app. Except hers was like an old timey typewriter, which is yeah, she's good. Very she's on brand, yeah, and she means business, but knows her brand as well. Exactly. So she typed up a really long Instagram message, and generally she was just asking why some pop stars have built a successful career off of songs about, and I quote, "fucking cheating, being sexy, and wearing no clothes." But she has not been able to build the same career. So Lana's brand is like sexy and sleepy and boys. Fucking daddies, you know, yeah, doing coke. Yeah, robbing robbing daddies, taking their money, getting drunk, shoplifting. That's like her thing. So, but she's just wondering like, why, why, why isn't she a huge star? So, but she is. <laughs> she's, a, yeah, she's a huge star. I think what she's trying to say is so like, I did the research. So her first studio album was released in 2010. So she has released six albums since then. She's got two coming out this year. She's been um, a recording artist of her caliber for 10 years. So she's just wondering, like, why don't I have a number one song? Oh, yeah. Poor you. I know. A tear, a single tear came out of my eye for Lana Del Rey on that one. So she mentioned um a few people by name she mentioned doja cat ariana grande camille caballo cardi b kalani Nicki minaj and beyonce and so she's saying like all of these people have made you know sexy and having sex and you know wearing no clothes they've made that their brand and they've been successful at it but lana del rey is like being held back which is weird like her she has a better career going than doja cat oh 
Yeah, uh, I mean, ar- so I don't know arguably. what the hell she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, well, I think maybe she's maybe she's just wondering like Doja Cat is the kind of person who's like trending on Twitter, and she's like, why am I? Why do I never? Yeah, she on has Twitter? a number one song or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like her heart highest charting song was in I think like 2012 or 2013. It was a remix of a song of hers, so technically it wasn't even her song. So, anyways, she. Her Lana Del Rey, like some people have accused her of glamorizing violence or glamorizing abuse or like, you know, like uh, kind of singing about like shitty boyfriends and sticking with them. And like some people have kind of been like, oh, that's anti-feminist. So she had to clarify what she said. And she was because when she posted her thing on Instagram, a lot of people were like, why did you specifically choose so many, uh, you know, Women of women color. of color. Like, why did you do? And that? you know, she didn't know that Ariana Grande is white. She oh, probably yeah, she, thought she's like Latina. Yeah, she definitely thinks she's Latina for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she clarified on Instagram, and sh- what she really wanted to talk about. So she's clarified her statement, by the way, three times now, <laughs> and it's probably not the last. So the yeah, first, she will not stop. Yo, she won't stop. So someone her, needs to take a, yeah, deactivate take away her, her phone. Shut down her Wi-Fi. Be like, hey, listen, COVID has uh, canceled the internet for the next week. So just don't go on the internet. So she wanted to clarify what she said because she didn't like the accusations that she was racist. People saw it as her targeting women of color and saying, like, why do they get to be sexy and I don't get to be sexy? Even though there is some, like, there was a lot of, like, coded racism and what she said and with her accusations and stuff obviously that's like a a much deeper conversation but lana kind of addressed the surface of it just saying i am not racist i've never been racist the people that she said the people that i named are people that i love they're like my favorite artists and i only singled them out because i think i'm in the same um you know grouping as them which uh beyonce yeah (laughs) i don't no offense beyonce not not beyonce (laughs) i was like i was like um tiffany pollard i'm like beyonce are you just saying beyonce 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 yeah it's beyonce yeah it was that was a reach the lana really reached hard on that one so she clarified um she so what she said was she was like i wanted to say that i remain firm in my clarity and stance in that what i was writing about was the importance of self advocacy for the more delicate and often dismissed softer female personality so i think what she was trying to say is a lot of these artists kind of um present themselves as like this is such an overused term but like strong female you know, strong female, strong female performers. Okay. And, and she's saying, like, she's like, I'm not not a feminist, but she's like, I think it's important that, like, I can also exist in the same space as somebody who is maybe not, doesn't base their personality as being, like, strong and independent and whatever. Her right. her brand is definitely more about, like, um, having, like, a boyfriend and, like, right. being yeah. someone's girlfriend. That's, de- yeah. that's definitely her brand. Um, so... She was, so yeah, she said she was trying to advocate for people like her. Now, of course, everybody on, like, Twitter and on Instagram were like, okay, but you only mentioned, like, women of color, and now you're saying you're trying to stand up for people like you. So White women, yeah. Yeah, so that read as white women. And so that's when she posted a video trying to explain herself again, being like, I don't want to beat a dead horse, and I don't want to, you know, go on and on about this post thing, but I... 
I just want to remind you that um, in that post, my one and only personal declaration I've ever made, thanks for being so warm and welcoming, uh, you know, was about uh, the need for fragility in the feminist movement. It's going to be important. And when I mentioned women who look like me, I didn't mean white like me. I mean the kind of women who, you know, other people might not believe because they think, oh, well, look at her. She fucking deserves it or whatever. There's there's a lot of people like that, you know. And, um, you know, I just think it's sad that the women I mentioned about, you know, whether they sing about dancing for money or whatever. The same stuff, by the way, that I've been singing about and chronicling for 13 years. That's why I'm in that echelon. Yes, they are my friends and peers and contemporaries. Um, the difference is when I get on the pole, people call me a whore. But when Twigs gets on the pole, it's art. So, you know, I mean, I'm reminded constantly by my friends that lyrically there are layers and complicated psychological, you know, factors that play into some of my songwriting. But I just want to say, you know, the the... The culture is super sick right now, and the fact that they want to turn my my post, my advocacy for fragility into a race war, it's really bad. It's actually really bad. So that was the last note she made on it. Again, it's like she's she's saying a lot of words, but she's not really acknowledging like the main issue that people had, which was it sounded like she was. It felt very Allison Roman, Chrissy Teigen, Marie Kondo. And you would think that Lana would have learned from that whole situation, but maybe she wasn't on the internet then. Well, people were like, you know, you're only pinpointing women of color. So then what does she do? She pinpoints another woman of color. Like all she, like she cannot make an argument without comparing herself to a woman of color. So it's like, she's going to put up another video and be like, everyone calls me, you know, a slut. But what about... Janet Jackson, and Rihanna, and Mariah Carey, and Ciara, and Lizzo, and Rita Ora, and Grace Jones, and Dorothy Dandridge. Like, she's really, she's going to go all back in history. She's not going to be done until she names every single female Black artist. Yeah, of course. Also, she, the thing that drove me crazy, too, is she was naming people that, like, she's saying, like, these people all have number ones, these people chart, but I'm not charting, I don't have number ones, and it's like, your music is really niche. Like, it is not the same music. She needs to be comparing herself to whisper artists. Like, if she started naming ASMR artists, I'd be like, okay, I understand what she's trying to say. Like, if she was like, listen, when Maria Gentle Whispering shows you how to fold a towel, you're fine with it. But when I sing about getting choked out with a hand towel by my boyfriend, you guys are not into it. That's a double standard. I would be okay with that. And I still, I still, 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 even though you explained it to me, do not understand (laughs) the whole point of her rant. Because she's not some, like, nothing artist who, you know, has to work a side job at a restaurant to pay her bills. She's rich. She's successful. People listen to her music. She performs. She makes a living out of it. Yeah, she, so, sell, she, sells, out, she sells out shows. It's not like we're hearing, like, news every time she has a tour being like, well, Lana Del Rey had to discount her tickets to $5 again. Like, that doesn't happen. So, like, this, I mean, this quarantine is making people crazy. Or, like, maybe she's been doing yoga every day and she's been upside down so much that her lip fillers, you know, leaked into her brain. I would because, be willing to, yeah. I mean, it's like, I still am like, why? Just the whole time I'm like... Why? I mean, just sing about fucking daddies. Who cares about anybody else? I mean, you have fans. People want to hear you sing about fucking daddies. So, I, you know, 
Why? Yeah, there's there is a market for people who want to hear sugar daddy music. Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear it. Keep singing it. Keep singing about, you know, taking someone's man, take fucking someone's father. I'm into <laughs> it. But it's like you have fa- I still don't understand the whole point of it. And she's done like five videos or something and I'm like I mean yeah, does, like she, she, does she not want a career? <laughs> I know. She comes out of nowhere, by the way. It's like every every morning we wake up, it's like things are totally normal. And then all of a sudden, Lana Del Rey's on the internet being like, and another thing. Like her like elbow propped up on a bar being like, listen, I got something else to say about this. Like nobody asked. We don't care. It's like, hopefully this is it because I'm pretty sure her shovel has reached the Earth's core and there's no more digging to do. And now Alice and I will talk about five stories quickly-ish, starting with Ben Affleck and his girlfriend, Anna DeArmas. They had a busy Memorial Day weekend. You may not have been working, but they were. So we've talked about how often they work the pap stroll, and this weekend they brought along some co-stars. So they were papped taking a walk with Ben's three kids, with Jennifer Garner, and Jennifer Garner's fluffy golden retriever. So a source tells Us Weekly that Ben wants his kids to get to know Anna, so they're going to spend more time with her. And I'm sure we'll all be brought along on that journey since she'll spend time with them in front of the paps. Of course. So when I saw these pictures, all I could think was that every expensive diamond store in Los Angeles should start washing their windows and pressure washing their doors because it's very obvious that the next pap walk that they do will be to go buy a wedding ring. Because you know what they say, first comes love, then comes taking the your stroll. kids on the pap stroll, then comes Ben and Anna getting married. Then comes pap stroll at Tiffany's. Yes. I mean, I found the whole thing offensive and wrong <laughs> because like when Jennifer Garner does pap walks with her children, yeah. when she does it, she also brings along something for us. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about her cat in a stroller. She has this cat in a stroller, and the cat goes on the pap walks with her and her children. So stroller cat has become the star of the pap stroll. So really, Ben and Anna, if you're not going to bring stroller cat on these pap walks, stay the damn home. Yeah, we mean- don't we don't want it. Cheyenne Jackson, he's a Broadway star, and he was in 30 Rock, American Horror Story, and Glee. So he posted a picture on Instagram showing a scar he's got on the back of his head and said that it's a scar from hair transplant surgery. Cheyenne, who's 44, wrote about how he's been dreading the day that his horrible secret is revealed, and the secret is that he's had five hair transplants over 14 years. He wrote that he's already hearing people laughing at him for admitting to that when, you know, we're going through much bigger things and much more important things. But he wants to release himself of the shame and anxiety of people finding out that he's a vain actor in the industry who feels the pressure to stay pretty. He ended the post with hashtag show your scars. Jeremy Piven is shook. Yeah, Jeremy Piven is like, I'm not showing you shit. Every Hollywood dude with a hair transplant, by the way, like they saw that where it's like, show your scars. And they're just like, uh, what? This thing on the back of my head? Oh, that's from the time I split my head open in the shower after reaching for a bottle of conditioner, which I need for my naturally thick, luscious hair that I am definitely not losing. They Travolta? Learned... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to admit it. Sorry, Cheyenne. I, I mean, I get it because like, I'm terrified of losing my hair, too. You I'm terrified. Be. And when like whenever one strand comes out, I freak out and I consider doing that um 
that hair treatment that, Luce, that Lucy does to Ricky on I Love Lucy. She like puts all these like uh, she puts like raw eggs on his head. You have you've never seen this episode? I cannot say that I have, but it sounds delicious. Yeah, it is delicious, and she has to like. Anyways, I think of doing that, but you know, if that ever happens, I'll just buy a Raquel Welch wig. Yeah, just cut to the chase. You should do anyways. Yeah, just cut to the chase. So there's yet another update on the name of Grimes and Elon Musk's baby. So they named their baby XAE, the A and E are like um, hugging, um, XAEA12. But then we found out that the state of California will reject that name since they don't allow numbers or symbols in names. So a fan asked Grimes on Instagram if she changed their baby's name because of California laws. And she said that they changed it to XAE, still that AE smushed together, AXII. So the only change they made is they replaced the number 12 with the Roman numeral 12. Mm-hmm. And Grimes says the name looks better now. But it's unclear if California will accept that name since they still have that AE symbol in the poor child's name. I know. So now there's two X's in that name, which is fitting, considering that that's what Elon and Grimes are going to be if they keep fighting over this name. Two X's. They're going to split oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna, what's going to happen anyway. But Yeah, but it it'll happen like joke. next week. It'll yeah. happen like next week. I mean, the kid's name looked like a CAPTCHA before, mm-hmm. and it looks like a CAPTCHA now, so they should just stop messing around and name him Select All Images with a Bus. That shit, I hate that shit, I, by the way. I, I hate those because I fail it every single time. I do too. I'm like, <laughs> I hit all the buses and then it won't let me go through. I'm like, where the fuck is another bus? Or it's always a trick fucking question. Like, they'll put a truck and I'm like, okay, well, technically, is that a bus? <laughs> Or it's like a van, a minivan. I'm like, well, that's sort of a bus. I yeah, it's hate going to those. Be, it's going to be the death of us. Mm-hmm. So on Twitter, a user tweeted at Chrissy Teigen and said, one time I saw you at Barney's and you bought a Celine bag so you wouldn't feel guilty about asking to use the bathroom. I knew I loved you before, but that solidified it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Chrissy wrote back with, wow, 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 wow. Anyone that knows me knows this is very true all too often. By the way, a Celine bag goes for $1,300 and up. So that must have been a serious shit she took. Mm-hmm. Um, Chrissy also posted an Instagram message from a friend who reminded her of the time she bought five wedding dresses because she felt guilty about just trying on dresses. Oh, oh. the life of the rich. I know. I'm like, I guess that's the rich person version of going into Starbucks and like mouthing the words, I'm going to, I'll get my coffee on the way out to use their toilet. Have you done that? I've done it once and I felt really bad about it. Have you ever bought something just to use a bathroom? Yes. And it's always like um, the smallest drip coffee. It's always the cheapest thing. <laughs> well, it's McDonald's and I'll buy like, yeah, the cheapest drink, the smallest drink, yeah. which is the equivalent, I guess, of a $2,000 bag to Chrissy Teigen. It really is. So, yeah. Finally, the site um, Korea Boo says that South Korean actor Kang Sung Jin and his family were on a TV show called Most Ordinary Family, which is a reality type show that shows the lives of celebrity celebrity families. So on one episode, Kang Sung Jin and his wife held a coming of age party for their teenage son after he had his first wet dream. Viewers were pissed and said that uh, they're embarrassing their son for attention. The teenage son on camera said he was uncomfortable about it at first about his wet dream party but it turned out to be a fun experience oh my god 
This that child was paid to say that for sure. <laughs> he definitely was. Oh, and no. I hope a lot. Yeah. I was wondering, like, when they said that they threw this party, I don't know why I immediately pictured a birthday party. And then it made me wonder if they had, like, a cake and candles. But then I thought, you know what? No, because there's been enough blowing happening. <laughs> nobody, nobody needs to see that kid also blow out the candles on a cake. Speaking of, I just want to know if the sheet he had his first wet dream on was the honorary guest. It is. They probably put a little hat on it. And, and it could like, be worse for him. His name could be AA12 Eon Flux or whatever that child's name is. Yeah, that one that kid's like looking at the party being like, oh, lucky. It's a wrap for this show. But before we go, we'd like to ask you to rate and review us if you haven't already. And we're back on Spotify. Yes. We were yanked off for a minute, and Allison, you thought it was because of my whole jokes. I definitely thought it was. I thought we were getting, uh, I was like really mad. I'm like, I'm going to write a letter. I mean, that would be homophobic. It would be. Like we if sh- that had, I would take to the streets and protest. Well, not now because of Corona, but I'd take to a Zoom call Zoom to wouldn't, protest. Zoom wouldn't let you do that. They'd be like, we said no holes. <laughs> <laughs> we're hole free. This is a wholesome place. But anyway, we got yanked off because of a code issue, not a whole issue. But we're back. So if you have a question or a note for us or anything, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Michael. Till next week. Bye. Bye.